Yes, 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 you know what time it is. And if you don't, now you know this is The Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles, and welcome to the best 20 to 30 minutes of your life. Well, hopefully the best 20 to 30 minutes of your week or day. Screw it, I'll take best 30 minutes of this past hour. Just give me something, please. But, you know, I'm trying to get my swagger back this week. It was a very interesting weekend for me. Um, I went to the A's game, which was a great time. I'll get into that later. But I'm trying to get my swagger back because I dealt with my first bad slash negative comment this weekend on social media. And trust me, trust me, I know what you're thinking. You know, Alan, quit complaining. It's part of the job. What did you expect? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And hey, I get all of that, so you can just shut the hell up. Let me tell the story. So I posted a video on Instagram and Facebook this weekend. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was a cool little promo video. Um, And, you know, it was really corny on purpose. I I thought that it was very corny, um, and I thought that it was on purpose. Um, I thought it was very obvious. So, you know, I'm here trying to get my shine on, and I thought it was funny the way I went about it. So I throw a couple bucks into it on Facebook and Instagram to promote it. Well, apparently someone on Instagram decided to comment on the video because they felt so strongly about it. They said, and I quote, Jesus Christ, that video was cancer. Close quote. That means he likes it, right? That means, yeah. Is that not correct? Was he not? Was he not a fan of that? Is that bad? It's not good. But no, seriously. Besides the fact that using cancer as a joke is just not funny and very stupid to do, I got to tell you, uh, first, you know, it's like, damn, bro, like, how do you really feel? Like, you really either didn't get the joke or didn't think the fact that it was a joke was executed very well. Either way, you know, I was pretty shaken up. But then I started thinking, you know, all of these polarizing people in the world, they aren't necessarily loved, you know, Kanye, all these different types of geniuses and comedy and in music, you know, and the things that go viral are usually either loved or hated. So now I'm thinking to myself, I'm halfway there. All I need is for people to feel the exact opposite of the way that guy felt and we lit but yeah man you know i'm still trying to fully get my swag back but hey these are the breaks and a lot of people did show love so i'm definitely happy about that but i will let you know if any other obnoxious comments come about and i've already told this story at lunch um with my coworkers multiple times. So if anybody from work is listening, I apologize. They probably just turned it off like, damn, Alan, this again? Like, dude, we get it. You've been talking about it for three days. Get over it. Uh, We got a good bit to talk about today. You know, the VMAs were earlier this week, the MTV Video Music Awards. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll talk about how Venmo ruined life for cheap friends And talk about uh, the Little League World Series, everything going on in that. And since we took a week off last week, 
Uh, it's time to get back to everybody's favorite, overrated, underrated, and properly rated. So first, the VMAs, the MTV Video Music Awards. They were earlier this week. So I got some quick takeaways, you know. Um, it was your basic award show. Everyone looks great. They look like they have way more money than the rest of us. And hey, that's because, I mean, for the most part, it's true. First takeaway. So J-Lo, you know, she won the, I think, the Video Vanguard Award. Um, you know, she's one of the realists out. Uh, she did what felt like a never-ending performance. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But personally, I liked it. But I got to say, my favorite part had to be Alex Rodriguez with his phone out recording like YouTube and the Internet doesn't exist. And a look on his face, for those of you who haven't seen it, is literally the equivalent of when a guy makes this noise. Woo! And it was just great because, you know, like so many guys dating superstars and celebrities, um, you know, they try to keep it cool. But A-Rod was like, nah, bro, I'm here for my girl. I'm here for all of this. It also reminded me of how old that couple really is. But I mean, in a good way. You know, like more people in the media and out of the media should stop trying to be cool all the time. You know what I mean? Be a real one like A-Rod. I guess if you follow baseball, that is kind of an oxymoron. But out of baseball, A-Rod is a real one. How about that? But seriously... I'm sure the sign says no recording. Like, why can the rich do whatever they want? You know, every rich person is in there recording, doing whatever they want to do. But I literally got my phone locked in a box when I went to the Chris Rock show. Like, leave us poor slash normal folk alone. But I got, I digress. Back to J-Lo. So the tribute to J-Lo got me thinking, you know. As far as J-Lo is concerned... I'm not really sure what to do with her career, right? Like, one of the great performers of our time, and I'm really careful with my wording there, you know, uh, not greatest performers with an E-S-T at the end. And when you think about her actual singing voice, I mean, she can obviously sing, you know, uh, but no one is out there like, okay, who has a better voice, J-Lo or blah, 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 blah. You know, so I don't know, as a celebrity, definitely one of the biggest ones out there, biggest ones of my generation, and definitely a great artist as well. But even in her heyday, I just remember her as a great hits artist, you know, always on the radio, right? Always, people always wanted to watch her videos on TRL, all that good stuff. But people, you know, I never heard people like, yo, that J-Lo album was dope, you know, like... Uh, men or women. I've never heard someone say that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I could be way off with this. And if I am wrong, tweet at me at the underscore styles files. That's styles with an I. But yeah, that just got me thinking, like, how will J-Lo be remembered? Next takeaway. What are, like, the constraints for when the songs should be out of the rotation? Like, and I'm not just talking about the actual nominees, you know, but even the performances like Sean Mendez performed in my blood. And honestly, I feel like he's been performing that song since like 2015. And it's funny because even when I say that, I first think, you know, 2015, oh, that was like last year. 
But nah, that was three years ago. Like, Sean, you dropped an album a couple months ago, and it's kind of sad you only get called on for that song still. But hey, I listened to the album, so I'm not really surprised. But as far as the nominees, Cardi won Best New Artist, so I had to immediately look up when her biggest hit, Bodak Yellow, uh, came out, and it actually came out in June of 2017, which is crazy. It seems like Cardi has been huge for years. So, okay, that's not too surprising. You know, she's just kind of taken the world by storm, one of these polarizing figures that I talked about, right? Um, you either love her or hate her. But, you know, not just that, the Logic song came on that talks about suicide prevention. Great song, by the way. But it was nominated for something this year, and I literally remember watching them perform that song on last year's VMAs. Lil Uzi was also nominated for Best New Artist, and I feel like all his friends were dead a couple years ago. And for and for those who don't get that reference, he had a song, um, you know, Bush me to the edge, all my friends are dead, yeah, all my friends are dead, yeah. And I just looked that up too, and it was just last year when Ed Sheeran performed with Lil Uzi in one of the best and also strangest, most bizarre crossover performances I think the world has ever seen. Like, looking and listening to Ed Sheeran singing, All my friends are dead, push me to the edge, was one of the creepiest things I've ever witnessed. That being said, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you have to check it out. It, it's out of this world. All my friends are dead. Okay, last takeaway. The Aretha Franklin, Madonna situation... I mean, look, watching the whole thing with no context, it was a bad look for Madonna, you know, because it literally was all about her. Um, but if what she said after the show is true, she posted on Instagram and she said that MTV just told her to describe how Aretha Franklin affected her life. Uh, then shame on you, MTV, for putting her into that situation. Everyone kind of thought it would be a tribute. They weren't very clear in what uh, Madonna was there to do. And it just wasn't really appropriate. You know, um, if they're going to have Madonna talk about her, you know, do the whole thing. Don't just give her a couple minutes and then have her give away the last award of the night that had nothing to do with what she had been talking about the whole time. So, you know, I was watching that about to put Madonna up as the WYD what you doing focus for the week. But if what she's saying is true, I actually got to give it to MTV staff. So MTV, what you doing, bro? But Hey, all in all, it, it was still a pretty good show. Speaking of shows, very excited get to see two artists I had on my upcoming artist list a couple weeks ago um, at the same show, actually, in October. Yes, Kyle and Mark E. Basie are going on tour together, so you know I'm going to be there. But what's funny, you know, uh, the tickets were $40, and $40 in general is just one of those amounts that isn't big by any stretch of the imagination, but it's also not small. It's not 20 It's not 10 not five and hey i'm known in my family as being cheap and that's because 
yes, I'm pretty cheap. I- I'm cheap as hell, to be completely honest. And I told my little sister, hey, I got a ticket for you, but it's 40 bucks. If you don't feel like paying, I'll just resell it. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay you um, by the time we go to the show. And I'm like, uh, why don't you just pay me now? And she's like, uh, well, no. And before Venmo, you know, I'd be caught between a rock and a hard place. She's my sister. I hate asking for money, you know, but it's not a small amount. But it's not a big amount. Venmo fixed all of that. Please believe if we go to the show and she hasn't paid me, I will be requesting that money over and over and over and over again. Venmo really has ruined it for all the cheap friends out there and all the cheap people out there. And you know how I know that? Because I myself was a cheap friend. I'll admit it. That friend that never has cash, the friend that isn't hungry for pizza until it arrives, then waits and sees what's left over. Yes, I cannot lie. I was a cheap friend. But Venmo decided to come along and they ruined everything. You can get charged by the drink, by the slice. One time, one of my friends actually charged me 25 cents because I ate a fry that was left in his In-N-Out bag. Like, really? But it's really my fault. You know, I just never should have downloaded the app. Although I need it for when I deal with anyone that is cheaper than I. It's hard to find them. But I've run into them a couple times. You know, birds of a feather flock together. But seriously, the convenience is clearly undeniable. And how my buddies and I like to use it is when we do big weekends, you know, we have one person basically buy everything all weekend. And if you're wondering if that person has ever been me, hell no. But it is great, you know, it's very clean throughout the weekend for everyone involved. And it's all good until um, they finally have time to do the calculations and you get a request for $300. You know, I'm like, hey man, you know, I text them, hey man, I think you requested the wrong person, LOL. Then I start thinking like, dang, did I black out and do something stupid and now I got to pay them off to keep quiet or make a stupid bet for some reason? Like, I love doing stuff like that. I'm just like, hey, I bet you I'm going to get my gross spurt tomorrow. I'm going to be taller than all you idiots. Completely forget and wonder why I get a text from a buddy like, hey, Al, you any taller? Cool. I'm requesting $500. But yeah, man, it's really crazy how Venmo has changed everything and i'm sure that you know everybody in the food and beverage business are thanking their lucky stripes for venmo no more uh you go out with four people nobody has cash hey can you split it four ways hey there's 18 of us can you split it nine ways like i'm sure everybody that works at a restaurant was just thanking their lucky stars when venmo came around but you know how what else has changed? The Little League World Series, man. Shout out to Panama, by the way. Second straight appearance. Viva Panama. But yes, it has changed. And no, I'm not talking about how some of the players are ginormous. That happens every year, you know? So that definitely has not changed. There's always somebody from, you know, a country that you may not think about all the time that just towers over everyone. And Most of the time, they never make it to the finals, you know. But it's always fun to talk about them at the very beginning. Um, What I am talking about is that the bats have actually changed a little bit. 
uh, for those of you who don't know. And they don't have as much pop as they used to. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious if you've watched the Little League World Series in the past, so many balls have been hit and pretty close to the fence and the warning track. And it's just like, wow, that would have easily been gone uh, with the old bats. And, look, I know what you're thinking. Uh, you see these kids get up to bat. They're 5'8", five, 5'10", five, six feet. I'm personally jealous, you know. Um, so, sure, uh, they were literally hitting pop-ups that were going out of the ballpark. But I'm not talking about them, right? If I'm not mistaken, this change happened throughout the Little League, not just for the Little League World Series. So you have to remember, the kids in the Little League World Series are the best of the best of the best of the best. The road to get to the Little League World Series might be one of the hardest things to do in all of sports, right? Like they start from their cities, then their counties, and they go, they go, they go, then they get to their regions, all that good stuff. So let's just take everyone in the Little League World Series out of the picture and think about the normal kids um, that probably uh, at the time of their, in the time of their lives, don't have the strongest passion for the game of baseball, or maybe physically they just aren't there yet, right? Isn't Little League about enjoying yourselves and making memories? Every kid deserves to have that feeling of hitting a ball over the fence for the first time. And especially with how baseball is already struggling to stay young as a whole, do you really want to make the game harder for a bunch of 10 to 12-year-olds? Baseball is hard enough. And, you know, everyone says hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. Now you want to make it harder to hit a home run in Little League? Look, you know what you could have done for the people out there that run Little League? If you're listening to the Styles Files, follow me. Subscribe, by the way. Leave the bats the way they, the way they were and move the fences back in Williamsport for the Little League World Series. Like I said, these kids are the best of the best. Most of them are bigger. Most of them are throwing hard. So sure, make the hitters earn it a little bit more. But changing the bats for, you know, everybody involved, now little Joe can't run into a ball and hit it over the fence. What did little Joe ever do to you? What if for little Joe... Hitting that one home run encouraged him to keep playing. Then he hits a growth spurt, the same one I'm waiting for. And now he's stud Joe and gets drafted and goes to the big leagues, all because he hit a home run instead of hitting a pop fly to the right fielder. Give me a break. They can learn mechanics later. They're not even teenagers yet. Also, you're plastering this all over TV, ESPN, ABC, no one is tuning into the Little League World Series to see pitching duels. If we want to see, you know, low-scoring games, we can just watch the MLB. We're tuned in to the Little League World Series, like Big Al says, who's gone viral and taken the world by storm, Little Leaguer, who says he hits dingers. We want to see dingers. We don't want to see pop flies. We don't want to see three-to-one scores. But hey, I understand training is different. Diets are different. You know, these little leaguers aren't the same as the little leaguers from the 1950s or even from the 1980s. But I still think it's called the little league. And I 
don't know. I'll have to look more into it. But it seems like this decision was made based on top talent in the Little League. And, you know, you have to base – if you're going to make situations like that, you have to base them on the bottom, not the top. So, you know, not sure that if there were 10 home runs a game then. Yeah, I get it. That's a little wild, but I doubt it was that bad. Okay, so what better way to finish out the show than with the fan fave segment, overrated, underrated, and properly rated? Let's get it. Overrated. So look, because I've watched The Last Bachelor and Bachelorette, I felt too invested to not watch Bachelor in Paradise, you know. Heard some heard some good things. But so far, they focused on one couple, uh, basically the entire time. And if y'all watch, then you know who I'm talking about. And on top of that, the show is on ABC. And, you know, they've shown some risque things in the past. But on The Bachelor in Paradise, the women's bikini bottoms are completely blurred out. Like, the whole time. So at first, we were thinking, okay... Maybe they have on those thong-type bikinis or something. Like, sure, we get it. Then we literally saw someone get up, and the blur was so big, you could clearly tell it was just a run-of-the-mill bikini. So how does that work, ABC? How do you base a show somewhere that you have to blur out the required attire? So if you haven't gotten into The Bachelor in Paradise yet, you're not missing anything. Somehow it still pulls you in, so if you haven't started watching it yet, Just don't. Just don't. There's too many other shows that are much trashier for your summer viewing pleasure. Turn on MTV. There's a bunch of them. Underrated. Going to the A's game with my dad and his buddies. I mean, look, I knew it would be an adventure because my dad hasn't been to a baseball game in, I mean, over a decade. But I can't tell you how much Fun it was just watching him in such a different element. Although he was able to turn it into a very familiar element by falling asleep in about the fifth inning. And all of his buddies were taking pictures of him while he was asleep, just messing with him. It was amazing. And he told everyone too, like, hey, if I fall asleep, don't wake me up. And we didn't. We just took pictures while making fun of him the entire time. But, hey, there's just something about hanging out with people older than you that just makes you feel good, you know? Like, as I progress in my career more and more, people come into work, you know, that are younger than me. So it's like, dang, that's rough. Like, uh, you know, I'm getting up there. Then you get hammered with a bunch of 60-year-olds, and you realize everything's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Lastly, properly rated. So for those of you who don't know... Nicki Minaj has had an eventful week. She dropped her album, I think, two Fridays ago. So this current week is technically her second week of sales. And she was a little upset, to put it lightly, that Travis Scott beat her out for the number one spot. She came in at number two for album sales. She claimed he packaged things with his album to boost sales like tours and um, clothing and Even his baby mama, Kylie Jenner, helped out, and uh, Nikki didn't stop there. You know, she went on to tweet that in some way, I I really just didn't have the energy to look it up, but in the bottom line is some way she said she was similar to Harriet Tubman, because everyone knows 
that the same person who made a song sampling I Like Big Butts has a completely straight connection to someone that freed slaves. I mean, that's the first thing I think of. I like Big Butts. Sure, maybe Harriet did too. I don't know. So obviously that pissed off a bunch of people. And look, here's the thing. As far as what Nikki was saying about Travis Scott and all of that good stuff, I don't actually think she's wrong. I think it's a little hypocritical because Lil Wayne and Drake boosted her sales, you know, all the time, you know, uh, from the features and just everything that they did for her. She toured with them. So, you know, she's not wrong, just a little hypocritical. It's just tough to call someone out when they're at the top and you're trying to get back to where you were. It's no surprise, you know, and it's no secret that, you know, with the rise of Cardi B, Nikki has definitely taken a back seat. She just, I don't know if she just took a break or what the deal was. She just hasn't been as big as she was. And there's something to be said, you know, definitely a different subject for a different day about why it's very interesting to me that it seems as if, uh, you know, women rappers, only one can kind of rule the charts at one time. Uh, that is always very interesting to me. It was Nikki for a while, you know what I mean? Now it's Cardi B. It's like it never really seems that they can all coexist, which I think is unfortunate. Uh, but back to kind of everything that happened this week. Um, look, she was number two. That's not bad. You know, all those things being said, you're still kind of on your comeback tour here, Nikki. You know, like, just let the fans speak for you and let the music talk. And who knows, maybe people would have spoken up. But the whole thing just kind of reminded me of that Dave Chappelle skit uh, on Chappelle's show when Keeping It Real goes wrong. Like, Nikki had a choice. Either hold second place and keep it chill or keep it real. And Nikki decided to keep it real. Let's hope it doesn't bite her in the butt any more than it already has. But that's all the time I got for y'all today, man. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already on iTunes, favorite on TuneIn, follow my page on Facebook, The Styles Files, and follow my profiles on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore styles files that's styles with an i thanks for listening as always enjoy the rest of your week and until next time be safe be well be wise peace